98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. An infectious diseases expert has sought to allay concerns over Hong Kong's stagnant COVID situation, saying it's not a bad thing that infection figures have not fallen much for a month. Business activity and production has resumed in Shanghai after two months of lockdown. Authorities reported 15 new cases in the city today, almost half the amount reported on Tuesday. And incoming Chief Executive John Lee says his administration will be keeping the current electoral system for a long time. He made the remark in response to a question about electoral reform after returning from Beijing. An infectious diseases expert has sought to allay concerns over Hong Kong's stagnant COVID situation, saying it's not a bad thing that infection figures are not dropping further. The daily COVID tally has remained at around 300 for about a month, but the director of University of Hong Kong's Centre for Infection, Ho Pak Lung, told a radio programme that this is not necessarily cause for concern. He said people don't have to worry as long as there's no sudden major rebound in the number of cases, adding that Hong Kong must guard against any new coronavirus variants which could trigger another wave of infections. The chairman of the Hong Kong Musicians Union says performers are deeply disappointed about the ongoing ban on live music in bars. Yesterday, the chief executive Carrie Lam indicated that certain anti-epidemic restrictions may remain for the time being due to clusters of cases found in bars. Lito Castillo told RTHK both local and non-local musicians had been suffering from a loss of income for two years. The government needs to know that the musicians are the same as any ordinary citizens of Hong Kong who works for a living. They are also very aware of the pandemic as well. We have families to feed them. So as a matter of fact, we are the very ones who actively started to comply fully with the government's precautionary measures due to the pandemic as to protect ourselves from getting infected during performances. For example, like placing a stage barrier between the crowd and the performers, musicians and singers singing with their face masks on, which is obviously very difficult for them to perform. And uh, we are all fully vaccinated. A teacher in Shanghai has described the past two months of lockdown in the city as a cycle of hope and disappointment. As China's largest city reopened today, authorities reported a further 15 new local COVID cases, almost half the amount from the previous day, with the mainland recording a total of 68 new infections. Remo Notoriani said his school would continue with online learning for the time being. Well, it's the first morning, so it's early days, but over two months it's been like a cycle of hope and disappointment. Everyone's waiting for official announcements, so it's only just felt real in the last day or two. People couldn't believe it. Last night there were fireworks on the compound and barriers were being taken down. But it's really strange that after one month of being of negatives in the compound, there was one positive case here. So I think if there's a lot of gatherings, obviously the chance of some rebound might happen, but let's be hopeful. Here, the incoming chief executive, John Lee, says his administration will be keeping the current electoral system for a long time. He made the remark in response to a question about electoral reform after returning from Beijing, where he met President Xi Jinping and received his appointment letter from Premier Li Keqiang. President Xi has made it very clear that the improved electoral system is in full confirmation with the principle of one country, two systems, and is taking consideration of the actual situation of Hong Kong and satisfies the development needs of Hong Kong. And it should be maintained for a long period of time. 
President Joe Biden has confirmed that the United States will provide Ukraine with more advanced rocket systems and munitions, something the Ukrainians have long been requesting. Last week, Mr Biden said he didn't want to provide weapons that could reach deep into Russia. The BBC's David Willis has more details. This package, including these artillery rocket systems that are capable of hitting with greater precision targets than the Ukrainians have been able to hit up to now, giving the Ukrainian forces a range of about 80 kilometers away. Now, these were to be supplied on the condition that they are not used to strike into Russia. President Biden says he got a commitment from the Ukrainian president that that would not be the case. But nonetheless, this is going to worry the Russians considerably. The prosecutor of the International Criminal Court has described Ukraine as a crime scene and said the tribunal was carrying out its largest ever investigation there with plans to open an office in Kyiv. Karin Khan warned against sacrificing the rule of law for short-term interests, saying defending it was essential for peace and security throughout the world. He was speaking with Ukraine's Prosecutor General, Irina Venediktova, who said her officials had already identified hundreds of Russian war crimes suspects. Every day in Ukraine we have extra 200-300 war crimes. For this moment we have near 15,000 cases only about war crimes. We started huge uh, thousands of uh, cases uh, about what we, we uh, see in Donbass, transfer of people. We started several cases about the transfer of children, adult people to different parts of Russian Federation. Then, of course, um, torturing people. Russia's jailed opposition leader Alexei Navalny says he's been charged with new offences which could see him face another 15 years in prison. Earlier this year, he was given a nine-year sentence for fraud and contempt of court. His supporters called it a show trial. The BBC's Sasha Schlichter reports. Alexei Navalny says he was charged with creating an extremist organization and inciting hatred towards the authorities. In better times, Mr. Navalny exerted his influence through his numerous organizations, the most prominent being his anti-corruption fund. But since the Kremlin branded them foreign agents and extremists, most of his staff have moved abroad from where they continue to campaign vociferously via YouTube channels against Vladimir Putin and his war of aggression. It seems that Mr. Navalny, being formally branded an extremist, was just a matter of time. The more optimistic voices point out that if Mr. Putin suffers a crushing defeat in Ukraine, the length of Mr. Navalny's sentence will become a moot point. The first funerals are taking place in the traumatised Texas town of Uvalde, a week after a teenage gunman killed 19 children and two teachers at an elementary school. Paul Beres carried the coffin of 10-year-old Amory Jo Garza into church while mourners looked on. The BBC's David Willis reports. A small silver coffin containing her body was carried into the church by pallbearers wearing white shirts with red carnations. Uvalde's population is 80% Latino and Catholic, and the local parish priest is expecting to conduct one funeral a day, every day, for the next two weeks, as the remaining victims of this country's deadliest school shooting in nearly a decade are laid to rest. 
Canada's federal government has announced an experiment to partially decriminalize the possession of certain hard drugs in the province of British Columbia, where overdosing claimed more than 2,000 lives last year. It means adults will be allowed to possess up to a total of 2.5 grams of opioids, cocaine, methamphetamine and other hard drugs. Canada's Minister for Mental Health and Addictions, Carolyn Bennett, insisted it was not a total relaxation of drug laws. This is not legalization. We have not taken this decision lightly. We have been working with the province over the past months to ensure that their final application was able to meet the criteria necessary for Canada to be able to grant a province-wide exemption to the Canadian Drug and Substances Act. The British Prime Minister's independent adviser on ethical standards has suggested Boris Johnson may have broken the ministerial code after he was fined for attending a party that broke lockdown rules. Lord Geitz said Mr Johnson must set out his case in public. The BBC's David Wallace Lockhart reports. Despite some critical language in Lord Gates' report, the Cabinet Office is stressing that he's not resigning. But a Downing Street source would not deny reports that Lord Gates threatened to quit unless Boris Johnson publicly explained his conduct. The Prime Minister did publish a letter in which he denied breaching the code, insisting there was no intent to break the rules. This is the latest development raising questions about Boris Johnson's conduct at a time when almost 30 of his own MPs have publicly called on him to go. BTS, the wildly popular South Korean K-pop band, have used a visit to the White House to speak about the growth in anti-Asian hate crimes in the United States. The singer Park Jimin, also known as Jimin, explained the reasons behind the wish to meet President Biden. We were devastated by the recent surge of hate crimes, including Asian American hate crimes. To put a stop to this and support the cause, we'd like to take this opportunity to lend our voice once again. New research has shed light, some light, on the mystery of what caused the extinction of the largest shark that ever lived. Experts analysed fossil teeth from megalodons to understand their diet and found that the great white shark may have contributed to their demise. More details from the BBC's Helen Briggs. The megalodon was a super-sized shark which dominated the oceans for millions of years before dying out about three million years ago. The colossal predator reached lengths of more than 15 metres and used its sharp banana-sized teeth to devour whales, dolphins and seals. The study suggests competition for food with the great white shark may have contributed to the megalodon's extinction. The researchers found the two predators once had similar positions in the food web and may have hunted the same prey. But they say other factors may also have played a role, including climate change and variations in sea level. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 21,256. That's 161 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $76 billion. In currencies, the US dollar is trading at 129.11 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 7 cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 86 cents. To sports and Rafael Nadal has beaten the world number one and defending champion Novak Djokovic to reach the semi-finals at the French Open. The 59th meeting between two of the greatest tennis players of all time was a late-night classic that lasted four hours and 12 minutes. Nadal came through in four sets, winning 6-2-4-6-6-2-7-6. The king of clay improved his record to 8-2 against Djokovic at Roland Garros. He'll face Alexander Zverev in the last four. Zverev got past the Spanish 
Spanish teenager Carlos Alcaraz in four sets earlier on Tuesday. Elsewhere at the French Open, Coco Gauff overcame fellow American Sloane Stevens in straight sets in the women's quarterfinals. Her opponent will be the Italian Martina Trevisan, who got past Canada's Leila Fernandez in three sets. Ukraine's football team faced Scotland at Glasgow's Hampden Park tonight in their first match since the Russian attack on their country. The World Cup playoff semi-final was scheduled to take place in March, but was postponed at the request of the Ukrainian Football Association. The winner will face Wales in the playoff final for a place at this year's Qatar World Cup. The Manchester City and Ukraine defender Oleksandr Sinchenko says concentrating on football has been difficult, but the whole team want to make their country proud. I would say the first period, you know, when it just started was so complicated, especially for me. I'm talking for myself to be focused in football because uh, all my thoughts and uh, all my minds, you know, was with Ukraine, with Ukrainian people. And I would say for everyone, for all Ukrainian footballers was exactly the same. I can promise all the Ukrainian people that every one of us is going to give everything to win the game, you know, and to make them proud of us. And uh, just maybe for a few seconds, you know, we would like to give them this smile. Hong Kong's men's team are preparing for tonight's international friendly against Malaysia in Kuala Lumpur. Coach Jorn Anderson's first competitive match for Hong Kong is preparation for next week's Asian Cup qualifiers. Our football commentator Chris K.L. Lau says Anderson brings a more attacking brand of football. Jorn Anderson has openly stated that he would like the Hong Kong side to be more attack-minded and play a higher defensive line. His predecessor, Mick Supatalainen, was much more defensive-minded and grounded out some good results, so a new manager means new tactics and new ideas. Being strong defensively is a prerequisite for qualifying for large tournaments like the Asian Cup. They also need to take risks and go forward. Anderson will, of course, trust his players to follow his instructions and no doubt have drilled the high defensive line into his practice sessions. Tonight's friendly is also Malaysia coach Kim Pangon's first match against his former team. Hong Kong last faced Malaysia in 2017 when the SAR earned a win and a draw under Kim's guidance. Hong Kong begin the third round of Asian Cup qualifying with a match against Afghanistan next Wednesday. That's followed by games against Cambodia and India. And the weather, hot with a few showers, sunny periods during the day. The top temperature will be around 32 degrees in urban areas and a few degrees higher in the new territories. Moderate south to southwesterly winds. The outlook consistently hot with sunny periods and a few showers in the coming days. Right now the temperature is 31 degrees, humidity 71%. To end the news, the top stories once again. An infectious diseases expert has sought to allay concerns over Hong Kong's stagnant COVID situation, saying it's not a bad thing that infection figures have not fallen much for a month. Business activity and production has resumed in Shanghai after two months of lockdown. Authorities there reported 15 new cases in the city today, almost half the amount reported on Tuesday. And incoming Chief Executive John Lee says his administration will be keeping the current electoral system for a long time. He made the remark in response to a question about electoral reform after returning from Beijing. The news from RTHK. Before taking tutorial classes or enrolling in courses such as commerce, language and computing, provided by private schools offering a non-formal curriculum, think about whether it is really necessary. If so, check whether the school is registered with the Education Bureau. Read the course and fee information carefully. 
pay monthly and never pay the course fee in one lump sum by any means, including credit card. Keep formal receipts. For details, visit the Education Bureau website. The Water Supplies Department has launched the Enhanced Water Quality Monitoring Program to check water quality and collect data to review the drinking water standard. The department's uniform team with staff cards may visit selected consumers during the period stated in the invitation letter and with consent collect drinking water samples to test for six metals as well as bacteria and residual chlorine. Consumers will receive the test results later. For inquiries, call 2824-5000. As we enter, come the critic of one of the biggest adventure. Must be the picture that you ever thought you could touch our credentials. What's the addition? You be damn rock the lyrical official. Send out the order. Laws and the rituals. Burn candles, say prayers, paint mirrors. It is truth. Big news, we hood heroes. So ask the anchor. We come to bunker. One a bad man, we not play really wanker. And I got the nerve. I got the top. And we can blaze it up on your block if you wanna. Or haze it up, stash spots in a hummer. Or you can run up and get done up. Or get something that you want none of. Unlimited amount to collect. From us, direct from us, shoot intellectuals, and I'm shrewd about decimals, and my man to speak patois, and I can speak rap star, y'all feel me, even if it's in Swahili, a body Ghani, Missouri Sana, switch up the language, I move to Ghana, salute and honor, real revolution rhymers, written piranhas, like two Obamas, unfold the draw, word is out, it's everything you heard about, now it's in junior Gandhi to turn it out, body the verses till I scream murder out, the kings is back, time to return the crown, who won it, tuck your chain with dude coming, renegades and appeal the back. We use and govern the kingdom, rise up the I can see the fear up in your eyes, realize you could die in the instant. Knocking at the sound of your voice when you must lose your life like moist in the kitchen. Snitching, I can see him picking on himself and he wetting up his thighs and he trying to resist it. Switching, I can set him digging up like a flag on my own and keep persisting. That's how you end up in a hit. In our bad man business, no evidence. Rhymes in fingerprintless, slow effortless. As well like the weekend, no pressure when. We're comfy and decent, set this off beasting. Hunting season, and frankly speaking. Word is out, hysteria you heard about. Now I've been to the Turn it out, body the verses till I scream murder out. The kings is back, time to return the crown. Who won it? Tuck your chain with dude coming, renegades and appeal your back like new hunters. Bet your shoes on it, you don't wanna lose on it. Either move on or move on it. Word is out, hysteria you heard about. Now I've been Junior Gandhi to turn it out, body the verses till I scream murder out. The kings is back, time to return the crown. Who won it? Tuck your chain with dude coming, renegades and appeal your back like new hunters. Bet your shoes on it, you don't wanna lose on it. Either move on or move on. Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Sadia Osmani. It's Wednesday, which means we open up JJ's music box after 1.30. This week we move back from male to male vocalist to female vocalist. Today, Jiang Javeri introduces us to Feroz, one of the most famous singers in the history of the Arab world, known as the Soul of Lebanon. After 2 p.m., Cruz McCalligan is here with her weekly audio column, and this week she's all powered 
Canada and her chosen subject is batteries. After 2.30, we look at the subject of children who are late talkers and how parents know and what they can do. Joining me will be Carrie Spaith-Rain from the Spot Children's Therapy Centre and Dr. Clinical Psychologist Amanda Oswalt-Visher. That is all coming up on the programme between now and 3 p.m. Smooth like butter, like criminal undercover. Don't pop. 